Peace, y'all. So happy to see you, and thank you guys for coming back again and again. Today is going to be the first time we do something a little bit different on the Free Throw Podcast. It's going to be episode one of the Meeting of the Minds. Essentially, anytime that there's more than one person on this podcast, it's going to be called Meeting of the Minds, because it's not just about my mind, but it's about the way that my mind comes into contact with other people's minds and the way their minds come in contact with yours, you know? So... This first meeting of the minds is so special to me because I got two special ass women with me here. Um, We start out with some deep breaths. So if you feel so called to start out with some deep breaths with us, do so and enjoy. Nairobi Free here, and today on the Free Throw Podcast, I'm being joined by the beautiful Adesia. That's the hello, hello. And the magnificent, the magnificent Kayla, aka Honey. And today, the song that we're listening to is Eternal Light by the Creator Chronics and the Free Nationals. So we're just going to loop over as we chat today, you know? And today, we're going to be talking about navigating mood swings, navigating the intensity of our emotions, especially in this current time. And I know that both of y'all, we have it, we feel it, all of us, all three of us. So I can't really imagine anybody better, anybody's better to speak with than y'all two, you know? Yeah. Right now we just sipping some poppy wine too, so you know we gonna be candid. I can't believe it's cold. I love this wine. Poppy is also sweet as hell. It's just like a good sweet, not like a what is it like Taylor Port kind of sweet. It's a good sweet, you know. Because when you were talking about headaches, Taylor Port is what will give me a headache. And I, it'll be like the kind of headache where it's like my blood just feels slow throughout my whole body, you know? <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, no, it, it's rough, but Taylor Port is one glass and you're not reaching for another. I don't want a part of it. <laughs> you're not. All I'm going to say, y'all, is like the fact that we're all stoners and nobody brought a Oh, it is but I, I was just talking to someone about this, and all the real stoners know that every day is 420, so we don't really celebrate. We're like, okay. Every day is 420. I've been smoking the most I've ever smoked in my life. I'm a complete, actually, it's a comforting feeling because I feel like for a long time, weed was like giving me anxiety and just like not, it didn't feel as good as it always did, but now this shit actually is is back to being like a medicine yeah and that is actually something I'm very grateful for because it's just very ceremonial for me yeah and I'm so happy I can smoke as much as I used to and is it because like and that was actually funny because you read my mind i wrote down one question for today because i knew that we just we always shoot the shit so we was gonna have a conversation one way or another and the one question i had was because it is 420 do you feel like bud like will stabilize your moods at times or do you feel like it like antagonizes it when you're in a pocket but even hearing you speak about it being medicinal like maybe encompassing all of that well, I was going to say what you're saying about not feeling um, anxiety from weed at all. I'm like, was it ever the weed or was it the other circumstances like that were the anxiety? Because I took a really interesting class my last semester at NYU and it was a psychology of marijuana class. And mm-hmm. a massive thing that we looked at was understanding the relationship between like anxiety and marijuana. And like essentially, just to make it like really, really brief, um, what it was understanding of like the brain is like symptoms of depression or anxiety that are in the brain when you smoke weed are the same those like same THC receptors can amplify those feelings mm. so if you already have symptoms of anxiety and depression it can amplify those feelings but if you have no symptoms of anxiety and depression weed is not going to give you anxiety or depression do you understand what I'm saying yeah. so when you say like oh suddenly I can smoke weed and it feels medicinal like was it ever the weed or was it just the other factors that were giving you more anxiety and stress so when you smoke weed it was amplifying that inside yeah. of you yeah that's a good question. I think I think it's a combination of both because along with like this new period, I actually finally found a good weed dealer in New York City. 
and so like bad. that's literally so important. No, like it's crazy because I mean, for the people, I'm from the West Coast. Mm-hmm, same. Okay, yeah. where like we, uh, it's a motherfucking, it's a motherfucking dispensary on every corner. Yes. Okay, that's dramatic, but no, it, but it, there's a, there's dispensaries everywhere, and even before dispensaries, um, your local weed dealer had like the motherfucking yes. best of the best and could tell you, you know what he was selling and not on top of all that you know a quarter was 50 bucks yeah so, uh, on top of all that, that on top of all that so moving to new york was really difficult was really difficult for me to adjust especially because where i like moved from i lived with my boyfriend and he had a, a medical card mm-hmm. so we would literally just be like how do you want to feel it's today? like grocery and, like, shopping. Go to the store <laughs> so um, when I got out here and I did find weed that was of quality, it was so expensive that I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford to keep it anyway. And so um, I was just buying weed from my dude that lives around the corner who literally, like, it was $25 eights. It was trash. And the nigga would, like, hit on me every time I bought weed. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. And, like, Finally, I found a delivery service that, of course, is more expensive than what we're used to being on the West Coast. Yeah. But the weed is really good. And I finally just, like, splurged, stocked up, yeah. and have been smoking really good weed. Love that And so, <laughs> long story to answer your short question. Yes, it's, it is the weed. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it's also circumstances and um, just knowing that whatever I'm dosing myself I'm like I'm dosing myself for the day that I plan mm-hmm. versus smoking whatever and then like who knows where the day is going to take me yeah. who knows who I'm going to end up with and like that person has weird energy so now I feel weird yeah so I say all that to say that I think it is both but um I also already have like some mild anxiety and some mild depression so when it comes up i'm not like shocked or anything like that um i love the way that you said like ceremonially because also that was one of the things that i started to lean into more with me smoking weed especially when i was in a period where i was getting anxiety from but but like literally the way that my anxiety plays up to is like even what we're saying before where it's like there are just some truths that i'm not addressing and I'm not saying and it it creates this like dissonance inside of me so then when I smoke it's like just like full on attention where I'm just like oh Nairobi this isn't what we want <laughs> you know so you now, feel like it's the discomfort inside of you that becomes more obvious yeah I feel like it's the discomfort you know and even like what I was saying about like just truths left unsaid or just shit unsaid you know what I mean so when I'm smoking like my thoughts go different you know like they just go that's why I love writing when I'm like high and stuff like that but making it more so ceremonial was like one of the only things that I could do to kind of like separate myself from like those like that because sometimes before I with my experience in the past I felt like it didn't even need to be the situation or the bud like if I had had like a history of feeling anxious with bud then I would smoke and almost create the situation you know what I mean so I like went cold turkey for a while which was interesting because all my friends are stoners so I would keep getting past blunts and I would just pass that shit right on you know but then after that the way for me to like get more control over I guess was by having it be ceremonial having it be like I'm smoking in the bathtub right now you know I'm smoking by myself with me and brewing my dog or you know like I'm smoking too right I also have a question that just came up right now. I wonder, because for me, like, I'll smoke, I'll smoke, and then, like, start whatever thing I'm going to try to do. Mm -hmm. And I really wonder, I'm going to try it tonight, what would happen if I, like, meditated, breathed, and, like, started my ceremony before I even rolled up. Because rolling is a ceremony. Yeah, and I really wonder if that would ease me into my high because usually it's like I don't know how I'm feeling ah I'm rolling up I'm rolling up and then as soon as the joints roll that's when I'll like like no not even like I'll light I'll light I'll take my first inhale and that's when I'll exhale you know and I really wonder what benefits 
will come from trying to literally ground yourself before you even start to roll yeah. up or even start to smoke. Yeah, like is it possible to make that even more intentional? Yeah, and ease some anxiety if you do have it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about like the same point I was talking about before when you were talking and I about how when you're smoking sometimes you feel like all the things that are the dissonance inside of you and I couldn't help but think of like your Libra moon and I was like the things left unsaid Nairobi avoiding confrontation being nice 100% of the time because I was thinking I was just like I'm listening to you all and I think it's funny because as an Aries (laughs) with like my moon in cancer I have no problem telling you how I feel as soon as I feel it like I feel like I'm good at navigating emotions and I'm not scared to say how I feel like so it's interesting because for me when I think about emotions and weed what I always think about is how when I smoke weed I always have a new perspective on something and I think it's because I'll get emotional and get riled up about something really really passionate about something like to the point of tears like I probably already like just gone off on somebody whether it was just like in a YouTube comment because I feel yeah. like I could get riled up like, <laughs> I, I feel like that type of like I could get riled up about anything because I, if someone's like ready to fight me on something that like I'm gonna fight so I feel like that's why when I think of weed and emotions I don't think of it as like oh I'm thinking of what could have been said it's always like oh wow I was really upset <laughs> Like, it feels like I go from one extreme and like I was so infuriated and I'm like, damn, I couldn't give a fuck. You know? Yeah. That's how it feels. It's actually really confusing because I've never experienced this until I became best friends with my best friend. And I love you, Shatan. Shut up. has hit me up a couple times on some like, okay, I feel like we need to talk because it's literally only happened like twice. Mm-hmm. But she's hit me up and been like, we need to talk because something's off. And like, if I just keep holding it in, like, I'm going to explode. Mind you, I'm over here having no idea that we were even about to be in a tip. It's literally, it's like, I came to you right now. It's like, we need to talk because there's some stuff. And you would be like, wait, what? But I have to realize that, like, she is super passionate. Yeah. And so even if I do some like dumb, smart ass, like arrogant thing that I just think is funny, mm-hmm. she doesn't think she may not think it's funny. Yeah. And she and but on on top of that, she's like mm. super passionate. Mm. So I feel like for her, and it's happened where I've literally like rebuttaled with what are you talking about? And she's been like, oh no, no. you know what, never mind. Yeah. I feel like I'm probably overreacting. I'm like, wait, you can't just say never mind. Like what do you what is Cause I had no idea anything yeah. was even a thing. Right. And now you're like, never mind. I'm like, well, I think that's the other thing about being an Aries is like we are so so like passionate, quick tempered, whatever. But we cannot hold a grudge for life of us. And if you think of us as like the baby of the zodiac, like babies get upset all the time. What do, what do babies do? They throw tantrums. They like get mad. They say how they feel, and then five minutes later they can't remember why they're upset. That's it. That's, that's my one. life. That's, that's why like mood swings are my life. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite things about having you around me. Number one, Adesia, because of what you just said about or like prior about like when you feel something and you feel like you just have to say it, you just say it. You won't say it when you feel it. Because that's one of the things that I struggle with in a sense of being like because I'll have the Jatem conversation in my head of like oh I'm overreacting but I'll have that conversation before I even say the shit you know and I can tell that she also does you know and so <laughs> I love even hearing you express that especially with like your cancer moon and your Aries sun because that just validates the fact that sometimes I just be feeling shit and I can say it and also the world won't crumble when I do say it but also like and going back to the idea of mood swings, like I'll just feel like I'll have such intense reactions, responses, or emotions about something that sometimes I really need to navigate it myself before I can even communicate it because it's just like it'll be like, <laughs> you know, it really is such a belt of mood swings. It's like even my crazy ass self, there are some things that I feel that I don't say because I'm like, let me not go there right now, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. let me not take it all the way there. 
because I have some sort of idea of foresight. Like my younger self, now she wasn't like that. But today, I, I'm not like gonna say everything I'm feeling. And I feel like a big thing with mood swings and it's like understanding the difference of like, what's gonna be better the peace of mind that like I get when I like say what I feel. But that's how they think about Aries. What do we do? We've heard those things all the time. Like you're saying, we confuse people. We like say things that people don't expect. So it's like, yeah, but people forgive us because typically it's like not that deep or we move on, whatever, but like we still make some sort of impact. I might like what I'm saying is like I get the relief of like not having it on my chest, but like yeah. there's still pressure that continues onto other people. Because now other people, right, like now now who know how I feel. And like I feel like especially now and recently, I actually always have partners that don't express themselves very well. Um, and I feel like yeah, and I feel like for me, because I'm very emotionally expressive, maybe I attract that energy. But either way, it's like, I, I don't know, I just think eventually there's like a tax to pay for saying too much. You know what I mean? Like there's a tax to pay for not saying it. There's yeah. something that you have inside that you're like, I don't know. Or what did I not share that was part of my truth? And that versus like the, oh, like I said everything, but I don't know, like not always like everything needed to be said. Yes. I, I, I just... I do think there's a tax to pay because I will say that the second time this happened with my best friend, mm-hmm. she tried to again just be like, you know what, I'm probably just overthinking it, never mind. And I was like, no, because now you've brought me into whatever you think is going on in your head or between us, yeah. and now I'm just thinking about it. Like, good for you that it's never mind, but now, now I'm just here. And also, I was just thinking about this. I was like, damn, if she did that again, I would probably just be like, girl, you probably just don't like me. So maybe, you know, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe let's take some space. Because at this point, I don't even know. There's definitely a tax to, there's definitely a tax to your head, for sure. And... Like I said, it's it's like at the point now where it's like it's cool that you are think, saying that you were probably just overreacting, probably overthinking. Mm-hmm. But like first time, okay, cool. Second time, no, I'm gonna need more of an explanation. Third time, I'm gonna just be like, all right, girl. Yeah. And see, like, I feel like those situations, it's like, or maybe not that one specifically, but like when there is something in your chest that you want to get off, or like, and you don't. It's like the idea of needing to come on the same page of some shit. So even it's like. If it's like, oh, yo, the other day, this, like, hurt my feelings minuscule and then you're just like, oh, okay, bad. Well, I didn't mean anything bad by that or anything like that. Then it's like, okay, well, at least we're on the same page of the idea of, like, oh, okay, well, it's not that deep, but here is what was having me feel away. But it's not that, I'm starting to think maybe it's not that deep just for the purpose of getting on the same page because, like, there's a tax to pay either way, like we were saying. So is it, like, what's the lesser the two evils is it like I don't say something I just feel some type of way yeah. or like I say that but then also there's times like what what are the times where it's just like I, damn I am being a little yeah I think the other thing I want to fashion this equation that I've learned as like a very transparent individual over time yeah um that is I think really really important in the equation is that the if you choose the route of sharing you frequently inspire others to share as well about their feelings. So the tax of not sharing and no one sharing versus you sharing and possibly someone else opening up about what they're feeling is like ups the ante a lot. And I feel like that a lot of the times is what I've learned will guide me to like just be more open because I'd rather just have things on the surface. But I yeah. know that's how I am because that's how I operate, right? Yeah. And I know that's not how everyone operates. I've been around a lot of people who that makes very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm like, aren't you 50 times more uncomfortable when things are in lurking? That's the thing is so interesting because yes. And also for me, I feel like I am such an emotionally communicative person. Like I know how to work through my emotions. I know how to communicate my emotions. I know how to hold space for other people's emotions. So it really does throw me when I get into that feeling of like, oh no, Nairobi, we can't say anything. You know, because I feel like speaking in terms of like emotions is such a space that I love to be in. You know, that I will initiate, especially when I'm feeling comfortable. So it's interesting how the very thing that makes me feel comfortable and that I like will use or like will be a sign that I'm being intimate with somebody can also be something that like will pull me back. I think about like just super, I think about superheroes and superpowers all the fucking time. But like I literally think about it in that sense of like somebody with super strength is like 
that's their superpower but they also pick shit up and accidentally like punch a hole through the wall and it's like that like balance of trying to figure it out so it's kind of like an uncomfort as well as a, a superpower you know as well as a strength and I think that like I love hearing what you're saying even about the fact that this is just the way that you have operated because the way that I, it makes me think about the way I operate and like whenever I do have an issue or something I'm really good about like saying real truth because I'm good at saying truth but like making it a joke you know and that's gotten me in trouble before see, that's you, yeah see that's so interesting because I would only get you in trouble with like that's so wrong <laughs> it's just not even just wrong for you because personally okay I'm dating a Gemini wait just real quick what that's I my yeah, so, yeah so honey oh, just yeah, stepped yeah. out for a second so we're gonna backpedal a second so basically I was saying like it's interesting because I feel like I'm such an emotionally intuitive or just that that's the sphere I like to be in, like in the sphere of emotions. Yeah. But then I will get uncomfortable when I feel like I can't share my emotions in a sense. We touched into superheroes and then we touched back into they shut me out. Well, then Nairobi was explaining how essentially because of sharing her emotions, like kind of like I was explaining the tax you pay if you don't share and other people don't open up either. Because if you do share, you can inspire others to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that tax is big because if you keep it in, everyone keeps it in, possibly. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so then Nairobi was explaining understanding, like essentially, as it, like, you know, superheroes like could possibly overwhelm people with their powers. Yeah. So understanding how to balance like being that superpower or not and or not. Um, and then you were explaining how you make jokes out of talking yeah. about your feelings. <laughs> but the thing is I do that with myself. And so where I you see don't just do it with yourself, I feel like yeah, you okay. don't. So but I, it starts with me doing it with myself to the point like like I was saying earlier where I have such intense emotions or intense responses to things where it's like it's probably tapping into a deep well of feelings that I have, even if it's something minuscule, to the point where I need to navigate the way I genuinely feel about what's in front of me, rather than the way that I've maybe felt about something of that similar caliber in the past, you know? So that I'm not just spewing everything, but I'm actually able to like figure it out. And so for me, the way for me to get there to the understanding is I'll joke about shit. Like, you know, I'll joke about shit to, to like still be able to speak truth, you know? But so that I'm speaking it, but it's not like I'm making a joke of like, oh, like you made me so mad, that was so funny, ha ha ha. It's like, yeah. I'll say shit that is true, yeah. but make it like not harmful. Well, I feel like, but it's not a joke. I feel like that's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's more playful. It's more playful than well, a joke. Well, I was gonna say, I don't think that's the worst thing. And like, as you were speaking, I couldn't help but like, think about my ex that we were just talking about yeah. <laughs> and if he was here how he would be he would still be quiet right mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about you and in this case you're very like you know animated and you're you're speaking real and like maybe if your ex was right next to you if you were talking to him you would go back to being quiet now I think that if you were just like if you expressed yourself in the same exact way, no matter who you were around, no matter if you were just by yourself, you would be a narcissist because it would mean that you didn't take into account another person's energy, another person's feelings. So I don't think it's the worst thing that in some cases you're more serious, in some cases you're joking, in some cases you're silent. Like, That's fair. If anything, you're probably just reading the room. That's fair. I never thought I mean, of it like that. I think there's that, but I just have to go back to the joking about your feeling thing. And that's what I was going to say. I just think it's funny because I'm dating a Gemini, and that's my whole life. It's like, are you actually in your feelings, or are you trying to make a joke out of it, or like, are you actually just trying to get a rise out of me because you think that's funny? Like, I don't know what kind of joke it is. And I feel like, that, like anytime... For me, it's frustrating. Like for me, I'm like I'd rather I'd much rather people. I also came from a cancer home. I just like passive aggression. Yo, and these people are underhandedly giving me their feelings. Personally, is very frustrating. I think that's fair because I also was raised by cancer, and, and I'm like just say it. That passive aggressiveness, and I think that's why I even will say what I have to say, but I find a way to make it not like oh, I fucking hate you type of a thing. Because in my mind, there's an extremes of like, either I'm going to tiptoe around it and not say anything, or I'm going to be like, 
I just gotta say this shit, so I'ma just say it, you know? I wanna say something. Please. So crazy because I don't know if you can relate to this. Hell, we are all three different versions of a black woman, okay? Mm-hmm. And I personally, mm-hmm. I'm thick as hell, okay? I'm probably bigger than your boyfriend. <laughs> And I have tattoos all up and on my face and on my neck. So much of the time, I also express my feelings with some disclaimer. Because so many people look at me as intimidating. Yeah. Or I'll just say something that I'm like passionate about. And it's like, yo, calm down. And it's like, like, yo, I wasn't even, I'm just passionate. So, again, not to to just take Nairobi's side. But I wonder if sometimes you express your feelings jokingly so you don't come across as the overly intense, Mm -hmm. overly expressive, overly animated black woman. Yo. See, okay, okay. So now hearing both of those things, it actually leads me to a new feeling about it. Because, okay, so this is just a what if because I have not yet gotten the chance to put it into practice. But like... What if, so I was able to, if I'm feeling something and it's intense and I finally boil down the way that I want to communicate and express it, I can communicate it with that just candid realness, like, oh, this is an intense moment. I'm feeling these things and I'd like to invite you into it so that we can like just be on the same page yes. like we were saying. And then also that'll help me fall back into the Aries idea of like, oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling something right now, but I, I don't hold the grudge. I'm over it. Yes. Because sometimes I can hold on to things because I did not fully express myself. So is it possible, you know, and now I'm thinking, is it possible for me to just say what I mean when I feel it, say what I feel, how I mean it, blah, 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 so that I can get to that point where, okay, now we can go back to the joke. Like, now we can go back to that comfortable playfulness. Off of that, like, for me, what I've learned over time with my hot-headedness <laughs> when I'm looking at myself trying to decipher when it's like I, I need to let the word vomit out and when I need to bite my tongue is a big thing for me is like okay am I saying what I'm about to say because I want to be heard or because I want to say it and I always am like hmm like I have to ask myself like is it because I want this person to like get something from it or just because I need to say it mm-hmm. and I feel like whenever it's like I need to say it because and I'm like because I don't if it's like oh I have heavy aggression like for instance someone's cat flying the fuck out of me on my bike it's like yeah I have some shit I want to say but I just not because I want them to hear it you know yeah. what I mean it's, it's just you have to say yeah it. it's just gonna have it inside me so it's like a lot of times when I'm not communicating to be heard I'm like I'm not communicating that's not communication yeah. you're just you're you're just projecting yeah. you're doing that like you're not to be your, your aggression is getting the best of you it's taking over your mouth now and I feel like for me like you know I don't think for, for not just me anybody like it's like anything you your word is your everything yeah. so it's like the value in it it's like is it worth my breath it's just not I, I'm not gonna just talk to talk just because I have feelings like for me it's like I can deal with my feelings enough yeah. but if it's not about being heard it's like doesn't need to be said like if it's not my feelings then I need them to be heard I need someone to understand them so they can change their actions or so that, yeah, something, but if it's just like, oh, like you just pissed me the fuck off, but like, you're not in my life, you mean nothing, like I'm not gonna waste my breath. There's no, and I think that's a lot of reason, like, I don't, I, I think I come off chill, and I think most Aries come off chill until it's like, oh no, I need to be heard. Then it's like, yeah, now we seem whatever because it's like, now it's time to go. <laughs> now it's time to go, we're gone. We're there. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> but, Very valid. Yeah, no, that's, that's super interesting. And thinking about like my friend too, like, She's so chill, but like, she's also an activist. So when it comes down to like fucking shit up, she fucks it up. And I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to distinguish, oh, I'm just riled up, I just need to talk versus nah, like this is a change that needs to happen. Therefore, I'm gonna put my energy towards making sure everybody hears me because this isn't just about me. And I think too, like, it isn't just about me. Ties into even Nairobi's form of communication, right? So, are you joking to spare their feelings, or are you joking to not face the severity of yours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I didn't ask both of y'all to be here to come for me. 
I appreciate it though. I do appreciate it because that's valid. I think that's very valid. I was also feeling things in response to what you were saying too. Because like if I'm feeling things, like you said something about like just you're able to navigate your emotions. Like I do feel like I'm emotionally responsible for myself and I'm able to go through things and unpack things myself. But then if I unpack it and it's at a level 10 type of deepness of like, oh, this is a situation that happened, but it low-key cut me deep because of all these things that I feel. Yeah. That is, this is so crazy. I've never done anything like that. That is literally like me being vulnerable. That is me like creating an, uh, like, a, like a moment of intimacy where it's like I'm letting somebody in to all the parts of me. Yeah. And I think that's exactly why yeah. I joke about it or I'm quick to not say something because that's really what vulnerability looks like for me. Yeah. That's really what intimacy looks like for me. And it's it's comfortable, especially because there is such a depth to my emotions. Yeah. It's comfortable to be able to give somebody like 25% of it. Mm. And it still seems deep or intense or it still seemed like oh okay she's sharing with me how that made her feel but I don't actually have to share like oh the reason why that really had me feeling out of pocket was because when I was 12 I felt like this and I've just Mm -hmm. it's something that I've held on to this whole time and I even think that of what you were saying about like facing the intensity of it is that that's how I would kind of cut away at stuff Mm -hmm. that's really like when shit comes up by saying like Yo, it's not about you like that, but this is what it made me feel, and that's what it's like about right now. Would kind of help me let go of that shit, you know? Because it's then bringing it to the light, and it's not necessarily something that I just have to hold on to. Yeah, and I, I mean, to your point, I think it's important to remember that life is not a self help book, and that there is not one way to deal with something. I don't care what that something is. There isn't just one way to deal with it. And so I feel like for me, it's like if you are having an issue with yourself, a battle with yourself, then let's discuss how to combat that. But if you happen to communicate one way, but like an Osho book tells you to communicate another way, like fuck that book. Like if that works for you and it works for the people around you and it feels comfortable and it feels like home keep doing it that's also something that i think is really important in this day and age because not like constantly we're having like shoved down our throats ways to do stuff ways to be ways to like find ways to meditate ways to just like find your peace and be an active member of society Mm -hmm. and that's bullshit like it's it's bullshit like you're not gonna tell me that there's billions of billions of people of people in the world that there's one way to do something. No. Yeah. False. Impossible. Yeah. Literally, like maths. <laughs> that sounds impossible. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I think even beyond knowing what to do at all times is knowing what is you and what is an influence. Because I'm talking right now, but baby, if that don't resonate, please leave it right here in the studio. I think that's so real, though, because being authentic is way more powerful, way more real and inspirational to other people to be authentic than it is to just be like, oh, well, in therapy, they told me to do it like this. And even though I feel like I'm grinding my motherfucking gears to get like that and not saying that there is not room to like grow deeper into your form of communication, but it's it, it'll still be rickety if you just try to switch to another form of communication just because it's better, quote unquote. Yeah, going, going off of that and like the idea of getting inspiration of like the ways that we feel, I feel, I guess I was wondering if you all have any experiences where you think these mood swings that you have like replicate things that you've seen whether that's like in your childhood you witness people have certain mood swings that you see in yourself today or even like for me like an example I could think of that's not as deep as that but it's like maybe the shows you watch or the things you engage with like for instance I was deep Nairobi nose and I love Island Bitch <laughs> which was fun like love Island oh my Island. god we watched that when so you was right here Hey, Sasha. I, 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 I was not happy. I'm she said, she kept 
saying I'm gonna be sick myself. I don't like that. I can't. Like, especially because I, I was watching Love Island UK and I felt like I don't know if it's just because they're from the UK or what. But I just or because of the dating show, but I just felt like everyone on the show was so straightforward because they're all, they have such a type. They're like, what's your type? Who do you like? Mm-hmm. Well, what's wrong with your relationship? And it's just so like straightforward that like. I feel like after watching like three seasons of the show, I was like, anytime I have a problem, I need to like go talk to my partner and be like, as not I like Island. 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 I don't think it was to the nth degree. And like, it didn't, it didn't affect my life to the nth degree, but maybe in just the slightest of slightest ways when I was thinking about how I could address people, yeah. I was just like, you know what? It affected you. Like, yeah, it affected me because I saw a bunch of people on a show who were like super sure about what they wanted and they weren't afraid of talking about it. So I was like, you know, why would I be? Like, I know what I want too. <laughs> I know what makes me mad. I'm about to tell you something right now. Yes, it affected you. Yes, all the shows and media you consume affect how you view life. And True. I'm going to tell you why. Because science shows that energy isn't active until you make yourself conscious of it. So there could be some like, I don't know, like some 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 theft energy that's just over there. <laughs> Big some, theft energy. That somebody dropped off, right? Like it doesn't exist to you in your world until you make yourself conscious of it. Until so, you like identify with it. Until you even just say, I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you and you exist. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and that's just how energy works. And the media we consume, bro, is the same exact thing. It's 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 impossible. It's literally impossible to separate yourself from whatever media or whatever it is that you're consuming it's impossible you can you can think you're separating yourself by saying i don't agree with that but you're still identifying with it you're still in to disagree with it exactly so and girl when i tell you this right here is like my shit in my battle because I will like go and like be making music for like five hours and just be in it and like da 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 and then just go and like go from like the shade room to like another gossip blog mm-hmm. to now I'm on World Star mm-hmm. to now <laughs> every motherfucking now show. I'm looking out out at like the worst of the worst just garbage and trash yeah. I can on the fucking internet. How could I just spend, I don't know, two hours in that and think that it's not affecting me and how I view life and how I view black people and people of color because we all know that these media outlets always depict the worst of the worst of black people and people of color. It's like, you can't, you can't separate the two. So when it comes to whatever we're watching, I'm sorry, but there's no separation. There's no like guilty pleasure. There's no indulgence. Like you have to ask yourself, like, why does this appeal to me? Right. And I even think about that even so much during this period of time when it's like we are engaging with media a lot. Not only because of news media and like access to understanding facts, figures that people feel a need to have now. I feel like more than ever. Like, and then also like Netflix, Hulu type of overconsuming that kind of media for with the most free time type shit or even instagram like consuming that like so now more than ever that like perception or awareness of like okay what is it that i'm consuming and how is it really like affecting the way that i am and the way that i feel and also maybe that is part of the things that are affecting like the intensity of which the moods that we're feeling are even in you know especially because like what we were saying before the we started this is that like i feel like just being at the crib a little bit or like just like not really engaging in some of the small like happinesses that i have whether it be talking to somebody on the train or like just like those random spontaneous type of things that like will have us feeling a certain type of way it's easy for me to personally to like kind of fall into like a like stagnant energy to the point where it's like something small that's good happens i feel really good about it something small that's like bad or iffy or like taps into that pool like of feelings that we're talking about it's like i'm all the way in there yeah 
and not all, and it's just like all those different factors of the fact that we are on this like stagnancy type of thing and very just sensitive and then also consuming more than we will or have been in our day-to-day lives when we're going to work exercising able to be at heel house love it and do like different other things like that you know yeah i mean so my okay so right now is a really crazy time for me my mom is disabled She's also agoraphobic. She doesn't leave the house. She's afraid to leave the house, and she hasn't left the house what in about. Agoraphobic? You're afraid to leave the house. Oh, really? So she hasn't left the house in almost three years. Wow. Even pr- oh wow, so far prior. To and that. she's disabled. She can't walk. Mm-hmm. So, but on top of that, her life is like TV, which I'm just gonna go ahead and give her. She's doing really well right now. She's. She, for the past few mm-hmm. years, she's actually became a phenomenal artist. She makes jewelry. She makes miniature stuff. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked her when quarantine happened, I was like, I never thought I would have to ask you this, but like, what keeps you from going outside? And, you know, and she's really big, so she, which is why she's disabled. So, I mean, we've talked about in the past how her size and just inability to get around contributes to her fear of going outside. But I was like, I I just finally asked her, like, if it wasn't for TV and your tablet. And she just was like, I would have gone outside a long time ago. Because she kind of had access. Because her her TV and her tablet provide a distraction. And if she's distracted enough, she 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 literally said to me, she was like, I don't let myself think about it too long. She distracts herself uh, before she's allowed to think about it too long. And I found myself in this time, literally spending like three hours on my phone, high as hell, and just not giving a fuck. And then like, I feel kind of exhausted, but it's like, why am I exhausted? Well, but it's also like, damn, I feel like I haven't had a thought in three hours. You know, that energy to distract yourself. That's because I was distracting myself. And so talking to her has been really beneficial because I mean, my mom, despite whatever, is candid, and she'll tell me straight up, if it was not for media and internet and cable, I would not be here right now. I would have, I would have went outside a long time ago. I would have changed my lifestyle, but I turned to this for a distraction. Point blank, period. She told me this two weeks ago. That was really scary for me because I'm like, oh shit, I, we all do the same thing. Yeah. It's just different extremities and um, it's a very extreme case. We all right now are more of a mild case, but my mom is an example of how that can turn extreme easily, especially if you have any type of addiction problems in your family, which I do, we all know that, and yeah, it just... Hear her speaking so candidly about that showed me that media is absolutely our number one distraction and our numbing agent. So if you're that person that's like, no, I don't do drugs, but like you just like fucking dive into Pinterest or or Netflix, yes, you do. You do. Drugs serve as a distraction, so does media. Yo, like, that's real motherfucking tea, especially right now. I don't know who needed to hear that. Me too. Because that's very real. Even like what you were saying about not having, oh, I haven't had a thought for the last three hours. It takes energy. Even like we were saying before, there's a tax to pay one way or the other. It takes energy to stop yourself from, or to like numb yourself from having those thoughts. And to numb yourself from having those feelings. So, honestly, like, our mood swing is a bad thing right now. Because we are feeling very intensely. Mm-hmm. So, is it a bad thing to feel intensely and dive into it? At least you're, like, face-to-face with the fact that we emote, you know? Or, like, is... I don't know. I'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong. But, like, then going into just distracting from the way that we feel. For like too prolonged of a period, and I'm not saying that it's healthy even for me because I've been <laughs> this last week was a test for me already of like how long I'm willing to stay in something. You know, there's that idea of like oh we suffer as much as like we 
need to or we want to or we're kind of in control of when and how long we suffer about a feeling or thinking like that. That's just interesting. How's the happy feeling days? I'm feeling good, you know? swings that I've seen before in my family or in my childhood that I'm replicating now. Yeah. Like I feel like I had a moment where I was like, oh no, like I don't want to become like my mother, like my grandmother, or you know when they were in like these toxic relationships, doting on these men. Like I think when I flipped out and been like, oh, like I'm with some little boy right now or like something you know whether it's just something so simple that's like you know because I live with an intimate partner as like cleaning up their dishes or whatever it is like what I'm saying I'm like oh and it's interesting because it's not necessarily I was I would say off of the experiences I had as a child it's not necessarily a mood scene that replicates what I saw because the women I witnessed were so docile most of the time and just doting that it's more like what I didn't see. Like, I'm gonna throw a fit because I've seen women just not throw fits. So that's why I'm gonna really throw a fit. Or like, I'm not really gonna play this with you. I'm not here for it. So it's interesting. Like, maybe for me, I don't see it as much of a replica as much as the inversion of it. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm curious if you guys see any of those habits. They're not habits, but kind of like patterns in your own yeah, families. When you said the word passive-aggressive, I 110% felt that because I also um, felt like I grew up seeing like women in my life not being able to express themselves or just choosing not to or not being able to, whether it was in the environment and whatnot. And so that kind of coming out in passive aggressiveness because when you feel some shit like what is it like energy cannot be created or destroyed like that shit gonna come out one way or another to the point where it's like I do know that that's a part of me to be passive aggressive because I just have seen it for so long but then I also try to actively not be passive aggressive because that just is so stifling to me I feel like and I think that's one of the things that makes me even lean towards you know, saying some shit lightheartedly or saying it in like a non-hurtful way because it has to come out one way or another. It can either come out passive aggressive. It can either come out by me just saying the shit and being like, you know, like let's move forward from this, or it like won't come out. You know. Um, I don't know where y'all were when I like since I've been gone, but I will say speaking on what you were talking about about at least talking about like the nothing agent and at least we know that we're having mood swings i feel like especially for scorpios i was i've literally had this conversation with like three different people last week and it's like the concept of the pendulum where some of us especially if you've been through trauma people will ask you like how are you able to just like people like how do you just move to new york in like a couple like a week and i'm like or this and that like when you've experienced such crazy things like that you never thought you were gonna see or experience or witness it really just it it, it, like breaks the fourth wall almost and you're like okay so all this shit i thought was impossible can happen that's devastating but in that same regard the pendulum swings so far to the other side where you're like all this shit that people told me i couldn't do I thought I couldn't do. Oh, I absolutely can do. And I'm out here. And I know it seems crazy, but just like all that negative shit that I thought I like I wouldn't see or couldn't happen to people, yeah. I saw. So in the same way, all this beautiful and like just ambitious, overly ambitious shit that seems so crazy. Guess what? I also believe in that. We as like as I don't even know the word trauma ex- experiencers. <laughs> Or just like crazy, I don't know, I don't know the word, but like people who have experienced both of those extremities have a hard time existing right here in that in the middle. middle, middle where the pendulum ain't going like this. It's barely just swing a little bit and we're like, where's the action? Where's the adventure? 
where's the fucking toxicity? Where's the stimulation? Like, most people don't have an issue with things going terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. They have an issue with things just being kind of lukewarm. Mm -hmm. However, we have to accept that that's where most of life happens. Mm -hmm. So, I think for a lot of us, we seek to create these dramatic, extreme situations so that we can feel something. But in reality, what we really need to be conquering, people like me anyway, is being comfortable with the comfortable. I'm comfortable with the uncomfortable. I'm good there. I'm good. Let me jump off a cliff. Let me... Let me get a tattoo on my face. I don't care. I'll I'll do all that. But but being comfortable with the comfortable is actually where a lot of us struggle and and fall into depression and and fall into resentment. And you're not exciting enough. And you're not crazy enough. And you're not toxic. So you're not exciting. And that's really what a lot of us need to be facing. For real. And that even goes to what we were saying about just like kind of being on this like plateau in a sense where we're not getting much stimulation right now. And like the need to distract ourselves is more than ever right now. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yeah. Because we're at that like where we're not getting the level of stimulation that we're usually accessible to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I was thinking about how many relationships will make it out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like not only businesses. But relationships are many bases of businesses, like your partners. So it's it's so interesting, but I think so many relationships won't make it out. And I even, even my own relationship, I was like, we were doing really, really good. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, we're rocking. Like, this is lit. I'm glad I committed prior to quarantine. But then it was like, there's hard times where you're just like, damn, like, everything just needs to come to the surface right now. And I think as far as, like, mood swings go, like, obviously there's no better time than to be moody than when you're bored in the house. Bored in the house and how bored. In the house, bored, exactly. Bored because I'm in the house, bored. I know for me, and I know this for a fact because I know that as an Aries, a waiting room is my personal hell. Being bored is not an option. Being bored is not an option. And Brian would walk in here right now and tell you, no, like, I will start a fight for no reason. I will, I will say it too. Oh, you will. I will say it. <laughs> but the reason that, that, and that's why I'm dating a Gemini. As much as I said earlier, oh, this man drive me crazy because he jokes about his feelings. Like, I'll date a Gemini because I can, like, exert myself and they can take it. They can bounce back. You can instantly. They can take, I can shoot my fire arrows and they'll be like, like air. They'll just be like, woo. Like, they won't, like, really get that you know, in their bag about it. Yeah. And so it's interesting though, cause I'm like, oh, I definitely am just doing this for fun. Like, and I know when I'm doing it for fun. For but sometimes sport. it turns into more for fun. Yeah, maybe it's for sport. Maybe it comes, then it's like more than for sport. But I know cause I'm a playful person that I have to be with an intimate partner who understands that I like, I like that fuse in myself. Mm-hmm. Like last night, I literally argued, like I, I was drunk off of wine. Similar to I am, to how I am right now. and. Brian and I had been learning scales, but it was frustrating me, and I felt like someone's, like, angry piano teacher, because he's playing keys, right, and I'm playing strings, so I'm, like, the one with the wisdom, and I'm, like, okay. Get out! Everyone, no, no, but I am, and I, he doesn't know his scales, he doesn't know his circle of fits, he doesn't know his minors, his harmonic minors, I'm in there, like, trying to give him the breakdown, and I, myself, like come from that background where I'm used to like giving a lot of respect to my teachers and in classical music there's a lot of like prestige so it's like I think it showed so much because when I get drunk I'm already a loose cannon but if I'm drunk I'm even more confident and so and so I started sipping and it was funny because we were supposed to learn E flat major yesterday we were supposed to learn what happened what happened we were supposed to learn E flat major if so facto you know one thing led to another. The day gets ahead of us. We were like doing other the stuff. Dick. The, the day. The day. The day. The day, honey. I was like, okay, I'm listening. The day. The day gets ahead of us. And then um, later in that night, like now I'm listening to my wine. I'm like, we never played our scales. And I literally went on a complete. Like when I say we talk about mood swings, like I remember because I was so like heated. I almost broke my own damn instrument. Oh, I was shit. up there and I remember because you were watching a show was like chill at one point and I was like you know what you don't respect 
music theory enough. And I literally was enough like... Enough for what? Enough for what? For me. Like, I was like... I was essentially like, I'm not... I was pretty tipsy, but I remember... <laughs> okay, at this point, I'm like... I was screaming at him like, you know what? I'm not going to keep pouring my efforts into you if you don't show the, like, respect for this ancient art, like, this perfect science that has been thought out for you. And for me, I fully got my instrument out and started playing E-flat major because it's one of my favorite scales. And so when he when he had been defiant that particular day, I was like, I feel like I'm, like, teaching Defiant? Some, I feel like I'm teaching this, we'll talk about like it. We're going to come full circle. I really felt like I was teaching, like, a little kid who was, like, learning because he's playing piano. You know how kids don't want to ever take their piano lessons? And I was like... Listen, you're going to learn today. You're going to respect these things. You're going to look at it and understand that this is a great science. You should really, like, respect. See, okay, this and is... for me, okay, this, this is not my whole, my whole mood swing, but this is why I'm saying that I J a Gemini because I went on that whole entire tangent. I literally put out my instrument and played E-flat major with such intensity. I believe in you. Front of him, in, 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 like, like, in the middle of the living room my crib like with intensity while he's just like sitting there as I'm lecturing him about why he needs to understand the circle of fifths and like I wake up this morning and I was like laughing about it with him but See, that's the kind of partner I need because I can't go on those kind of yeah. like I'm passionate and I feel a way yeah and just one little thing even if you just ignore the fact that I'm trying to help you trying to help you learn your skills I, Honestly, I'm gonna pop the fuck off I'm not even mad at you be, because <laughs> You woke up this morning and laughed about it. And that's the most important back, part yeah. because without that laughter, without that joking, I it's like, like that's the last I remember. <laughs> and be like, I mean, if you were feeling some type of way, like it's awkward in the bathroom, you're like, fuck you. Like, yeah, you know, so the, the fact that y'all are able to like joke about it is super good. Then you gotta That's what I'm saying. See, you have to have someone good to see. But I also want to be as crazy as someone. Wait, oh my god, let's just oh, hold on. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Is the is this not an example of you joking about your feelings? <laughs> In the moment, it was not a joke. It was not a joke. It but I, a joke. I also like that, and I kind of do the inverse. I like that. So it's a serious moment, but then you realize Later. it's a joke. Later. For me, I'm like, it's a joke. That's how we can get to the serious moment. Hey, right. y'all both talking about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to start things off in a comfortable space to get to the oh it's a little raw it's a little uncomfortable we could be honest you know y'all are really talking about the same form of communication just an inverse yeah because i'm like i have to let you know how real it is and then i'm like oh that was so cute and i thought that was so cute oh that's fuck. see that's why y'all best friends no that because y'all are the same person but that that's why Mars. I mean, that's why Mars. That's why Scorpio and Aries get along. Cause we're all Mars rules. Oh, are we? Yeah, that's why I think y'all are the dark side of Mars. Scorpios, Aries are the light side of Mars. That's why I wear the same. But like, we don't do things the same. Cause Aries are super transparent. We're I'm like y'all crazy. Y'all on the surface. It's in the light, baby. I don't gotta hide shit. I'm gonna be as crazy as I'm gonna be. But like, Scorpios work in the shadows. They do all the same shit. They crave all the same control. They have all the same warrior mentalities that an Aries has. Yeah. This is making so much sense because in the same way that they you in the light will just pop off yeah. and have to like reel it in. Yeah. We'll be in the dark just chipping away. Chipping <laughs> away. <laughs> and just, and just, just motherfucking, what's the word where you, where you hit metal? What's that um, word? Um, I don't even know. Uh, I, I'm like, I don't think no, no, no. Um, we're being like a, a whip, a whip. Uh, oh, I was saying witchcraft. Uh, that was like annoying me. A worksmith. Not an alchemist. A worksmith? A, a, a metal? I don't know. It's going to be three o'clock in the morning. Right, and you don't think right, of right, the right, word. Right. We're the ones on the dark side, just like chipping away. Yeah. Literally, it's so funny, you guys. Yet again, another example of how we're pretty much always all talking about the same, same shit, same but shit. from different perspectives. And I think that's also why it's so motherfucking inspiring. Why I love having folks like you around because it shows me like, oh wait, you could just pop off and like the world continues. Oh, like I could just if I'm feeling some shit, say that shit in it. And I think it does inspire me, even if it's like in a long run kind of a thing where it's like, okay, I'm feeling some shit, and I really and if you can act 
with the acceptance of the ramifications of your actions, that's when you've pretty much entered super sane mode. I think that's what a lot of men who might be Aries have problems with is that they might enter that like, I don't give a fuck about the ramifications of my actions and this is how I feel so I can justify it in my head, even though obviously our emotions are always rational, so that shit can make you look crazy too. But if you're rational and you can accept that everything you share is something that needs to be shared because it needs to be heard first and then the fact that you don't really give a fuck what's going to happen after. You don't really care if this person takes the information and says, well, then fuck you. I don't see you. I don't want to see you anymore. Then if you can accept the fact that that could be an option and you would be like, all right, then that's for the better. You are free. You're free. Yes. But to that point, I think there's a level of like underdeveloped emotions when it comes to Aries men (laughs) where they'll be like I don't even like you'll be like hey good morning they're like I don't care and you're like well damn I didn't say you cared I'm just saying hello and I feel like there's this level of like I don't give a fuck to like Aries men where it's like baby nobody even by, by, me, by me, me just like popping my head in the door and you screaming I don't care that shows me that you obviously you care so but men and emotions are ready to different subjects but I do feel what you're saying because I just like I said I, last night I was coming to realizations right I just now came not about your reason I just now kill it I just now, now you kill it you ain't got none in your cup I kiss cup proceeds to kick cup I literally just came to the realization. Like, mm, yeah, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> you went through it. Um, I just came to the realization last night about exactly what you were saying about like accepting the consequences of what we say. Because like sometimes am I saying something, or not just me specifically, but are we saying something to get a certain response? Are we saying, oh, you hurt my feelings to get an apology? Or are we saying it because it needs to be said, I need to be heard, you know? And anything that comes after that, like, I accept that, you know? And I think that that's one of the things that had led me to be more so, like, willing to hold on to the way I feel about things because I was still trying to have too much control about the outcome, where it was like, I can't say this because if I say this, then they'll never talk to me again, and I don't want that outcome. But in earnest, if I'm feeling the feels and I can't not feel the feels and it's like it needs to be expressed and communicated at that point like the outcome is the way it should be if i can't express myself then they're not worth exactly they're not willing to hear you you need to be heard then you don't want them in your life and that's why i think it becomes really easy (laughs) that goes back that initial equation it becomes really easy to be like okay when do i need to speak up and when 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 is it just my issue because I don't always want to put my issue on everyone else but sometimes yeah. I think that's another thing like for me I'm tired of people coming to me and being so hesitant to open up when I'm like no talk to me like how do you really feel because I really genuinely want people to be able to let things go because I personally I let shit go a lot yeah I personally let shit go a lot I'm not trying to hold on to a lot of things I, I think that's how I keep a carefree demeanor like I don't hold on to things so I want people to feel how I feel. I want people to feel free and light. And I, I think when I try to get people to open up and so many people see their feelings as burdensome, it also is bad. It's like, so it, it it's all with the grain of salt. Even the to be heard notion is like, if you just need to say something because you're feeling it, you should still say it in the safe space of the presence of someone who's trying to hear you even if you're not necessarily saying it to them you know what i mean like there's a lot to be to be accepted by people who are willing to take that on it's not always the right time to just open up and be like this is my mood and i'm going off but i know i have friends who if i'm feeling a certain way like i know i can call everyone has those friends and i think those are the friends that you value the most in the end anywho it's like that's who you want to be able to do those things with people who you love so yeah i feel like but the courage it takes to say hey i just need to call someone just talk about my feelings not anything else you know it's not easy yeah. i don't have many people who do that to me but i wish more people would i wish more people would feel that comfortable to be honestly like, shout out to the people in this room because i feel like that with y'all and shout out to akayla too that's my girl too yeah. i can say that shit to her and i really appreciate you even saying the idea of you feeling free from not holding on to shit and wanting to give that to other people by being that ear or being that space where they can just say how they feel because it's freedom in that 
you know? And like this being the free throw podcast, I feel like that's a perfect place to like close out and kind of like trail out because that's really all that we really can offer other people when we lead by example, you know, is freedom. Like I felt that shit, I said that shit, and it's all love. And I want to share that kind of sense of freedom with you and to like show other people that that's possible, you know? I think it's also cool just to know that just because you have now taken the bold step to open up that people aren't always going to necessarily give you the response or the ear or the listening capacity that you anticipated and that does not mean that you should not try again and it does not mean that they're a bad person that is a super important thing I think that should be conveyed because a lot of times people are like well, the reason I don't, I don't open up is because I've tried in the past and people people like weren't listening or people just like trailed off or like people just like looked at their phone or whatever. And I know that so deeply, but you have to understand that like people aren't superhumans and people are still faced with fucking versions of ADHD and just their own life that, and their own thoughts that they're that they're fucking dealing with and like just because somebody maybe wasn't as tuned in as you hoped them to be does not mean that you should stop trying to share yourself with the world and um yeah i just think that's really important because i think a lot of us can like relate to that like when we try to open up and they just seem like preoccupied they were just giving me generic answers didn't work out yeah i'm not gonna do that shit so that being said i do think it's important to not give up there and not to take that personal because people still dealing like cool you decided to open up today on on april 20th in 2020 cool that person just fucking had a fight with their boyfriend or that person just whatever whatever the case may be like just because they're not listening the exact way you want them to does not mean they're not hearing you Mm -hmm. it does not mean that you shouldn't keep trying people that can maybe hear you better like and that was that was pretty much a lesson and once i was able to identify that it felt really empowering Bet. Okay, we closing out on this. The bottle of wine is empty. The bottle of wine is empty. This is the Free Fro Podcast. First episode of Meeting of the Minds, okay? We just met between my mind, Kayla's mind, and Deja. We out! Thank you. I gotta pee. I've been drinking so much water, y'all. I have probably made me, but also it's making me pee a lot.